We have such a perfect Father. In the Old Testament, there's actually no word for the word presence. It's the word face. And whenever someone goes to glory a little bit too early for my liking, (laughs) I always think of that little story I heard about the dad and the little girl who lost their mom. And they went to the funeral. Everyone was wonderful. Someone who loved them said, can we take your little girl home? We know this is a really hard time for you. And he thought, no, this is the way it's going to be. So they went home and they had dinner and they got ready for bed. And he put his little girl to bed. And like little girls will do, she comes creeping into the bedroom and says, can I sleep with you tonight? So the little girl climbs into bed and she says, Daddy, it's very dark in here. Yes, babe, it's very dark in here. Daddy, I can't see you. Hey, baby, I got you. Daddy, is your face towards me? Yes, baby, my face is towards you. And she relaxed in the arms of her father and went to sleep. And the daddy got out of bed and he got on his knees and he said, Daddy, it's very dark in here. And the father said, Yes, son, I know. Daddy, I can't see you. I know, son. It's okay. I got you. Daddy, is your face towards me? Yes, son. My face is towards you. And he climbed back into bed. And in the arms of his father, he went to sleep. I love that little story. Because sometimes we can't see. There's things we don't understand. But his face is always towards us. His face is always shining on us. His face is always releasing his love towards us. His presence surrounds us with his love and his help and his hope. No matter how dark the outside seems. Interestingly enough, this morning's message is, There ariseth a light. The last time I ministered, I ministered on looking at Jesus as represented by the morning star and the day spring. I love the word day spring. It's an old English word. It's not one we use nowadays, but I love it because of the picture it paints. That with each new day, the daylight springs forth from the sun and illuminates everything that we couldn't see in the dark. That's Jesus. He is the light that reveals to us what we cannot see apart from him. And the truth is we are completely dependent upon Jesus to bring his light and revelation into our understanding. In John chapter 1, it says this, verses 1 through 5, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, 
and the darkness comprehended it not. Jesus was born into a world where all men walked in darkness because no one had yet been born again. The Jews had the light of God's written word, but their internal light was not on because they didn't have the Holy Spirit living in them. So all light came from outside in. It's like when Peter told Jesus, Thou art the Christ. And Jesus told him that the Father had revealed it to him. God had shown the light of the truth into Peter's understanding. But apart from Jesus, mankind had little, if any, light. (laughs) And very little light means very little truth. In Ephesians 4, verse 17, it says this, Now I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. Verse 18, They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. I picked this scripture because it says specifically Gentiles. Jews had a little bit of light. They did have the written word of God, but everybody else was in complete darkness and were looking for a light. In John 3:19 it says this, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Some people don't want to know the truth about who they are or who God is or about what they currently believe. They prefer the darkness because they believe the darkness hides them and keeps them safe. It is odd that people like darkness, that that makes them somehow feel safe. Because every little kid knows you feel much safer with the light on. (laughs) In John chapter 1, verse 5, in the King James it says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The same verse in the American Standard Version says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness apprehended it not. And in the ESV version it says, The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. All three of these are correct. (laughs) When we are in darkness, we don't comprehend the truth. And if we don't comprehend the truth, we don't apprehend the truth. And if we don't apprehend the truth, then we are not going to overcome We have to have the light of Jesus Christ living in us. The word for these three words for apprehended, comprehended, overcome, is the word catalambano. I like the word lambano. It means to take, to grab, to seize. (laughs) And that's exactly what this this word says. Definitely seize, possess, take possession, apprehend, comprehend, find, obtain, overtake. That's a great word. (laughs) But darkness doesn't do any of those things. Only the light does those things. Darkness, which is the realm of lies, doesn't understand light and truth. It can't comprehend it. It can't receive light. Otherwise, it would no longer be darkness. And darkness never overcomes light. Light always, always, always triumphs over darkness. Period. The triumphant life, light, and truth of Jesus Christ always triumphs over darkness when it is understood and received. We need Jesus' triumphant light in order to walk in this life victoriously. He is the only light. John 8, 12 says, I am, 
Yahweh, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I like that light of life. The life that comes out of or from the God kind of life. Light, truth, only comes from God. You can't get it anywhere else. <laughs> light represents the truth, and life represents union with God. So truth comes from Jesus, who is our life. And mankind is dead apart from Christ. Mankind has no true life apart from Jesus. So if someone is dead, spiritually, he is also in darkness. He cannot see the truth, even though he may want to. You cannot see truth or apprehend the truth by your own effort. And that includes us Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is both the true life and the true light. Jesus is the day spring. He is the sun and the sun rays that enable us to see truth, which, by the way, is also Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. We could say that Jesus is the triumphant light. He isn't just light. He is light that always triumphs. <laughs> because light always triumphs over darkness. The darkness cannot decide to fight light. You turn on the switch, poof. It's that miraculous. The entrance of light into our understanding changes everything. The darkness has to leave, it has to flee. Light always wins when it's received, either by our physical eyes or our spiritual eyes. Jesus is the only true source of light, and the only source of truth. Light is often synonymous with truth, but without Jesus we cannot even see the truth for what it is. It is like looking at your hand with your eyes closed. It's right in front of you, but you still can't see it. That's the reality. Without Jesus we cannot ascertain what is truth and what is not. No matter how hard we strain our eyes to be able to see, we cannot make our eyes see in complete darkness. Because eyes weren't designed to work that way. Our physical eyes are incapable of seeing without light. And that's because our eyes are designed to be light receptors. Our eyes receive and process images through whatever light is available, just like a camera. If you have insufficient lighting, you're going to have a very dark picture. But if you have sufficient light, it produces good and accurate pictures. And whatever the light exposes, those images are sent to our brain where we interpret what we see. And whatever the light exposes, those images are sent to our brain where we interpret what we see, or at least we try to interpret what we see. It's very much like the truth. We can't make ourselves see what is really true, no matter how hard we try. By ourselves, in our natural thinking alone, everything we see is shaded by the darkness of this world. It is shaded by the way the world thinks and believes. It is shaded by the way we are indoctrinated at church, at home, at school. Our natural understanding is always in the shade, and we don't get accurate and true understanding from natural thinking. Our natural understanding is shaded or darkened by two misses, misinterpretation and misinformation. <laughs> These are the misses that help us miss the truth. <laughs> Misinterpretation sees the truth but doesn't understand it. Example would be Nicodemus. When Jesus told him that he must be born again, 
Nicodemus understood exactly what Jesus said. You must be born over again. But he didn't understand what he meant. He misinterpreted what Jesus meant by you must be born again. So Nicodemus's question was very logical. How can a man be born when he is old? That's not logical. How can a man enter his mother's womb a second time? That's not logical. It made no sense to him. And it happens to all of us. We all have misunderstandings sometimes. We misunderstand what people say. We misunderstand what people mean. We misunderstand what they do. And all that misunderstanding is a form of darkness. And it hides the truth from us. And so it is when we read scripture too. If we don't know how to divide the covenants, understand historical context, we will misinterpret what we read. And we can come away with misinformation, which is a form of darkness. And we don't even know it. We think we're in the light. It takes the Holy Spirit and study to correctly interpret what we read in the scripture. Misinterpretation always brings darkness, and darkness always brings pain and fear into our lives. Then there's the other myth, misinformation. Misinformation is when we receive a falsehood as being the truth. This one had a lot of power in my life. If I sin, I will either lose my salvation or my fellowship with God. Now, neither of those is actually true. (laughs) But I believed this for a very long time. And it produced the fruit of darkness, fear, anxiety, and even pain. If I believe a lie, I will be fearful and anxious every time I, I mess up. Instead, the message of grace gives us the assurance that God still loves me and is never mad at me. And he only wants me to understand why I did what I did. He wants me to see the lie I believe that led me to that behavior. He wants me to come out of the dark and into the light. Christians sin for the same reason that Adam and Eve did. They sinned because of lies and doubt. Eve believed the lie that Satan told her, and I believe Adam doubted. When he saw that Eve ate of the tree, it didn't look like anything happened. (laughs) Hmm, maybe this serpent does know something. So Satan gave Adam and Eve misinformation. Misinformation is darkness. And we cannot see what is true and what isn't. Have you ever looked at a picture on the internet and thought, what is that? I do this all the time. I don't know if it's just because my eyes are more mature now. (laughs) But I'll look at a picture and go, what is that a picture of? And you're straining to decipher, and your brain goes click, 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 click. Where, where is what? It's looking for something to go. That must be. uh, I don't remember what it was I was looking at. Is that a man holding a porpoise? (laughs) You look at it. You turn your head. Is no. Finally, your your eyes lock. You're like, oh, that's nothing even like what I thought it was. (laughs) Not even close. I do this all the time. (laughs) But what happens is my brain tries to help me figure out and explain what I see. When we either don't understand or we misinterpret what we see, we experience a form of darkness. And as humans, our brains do this to us all of the time. Our brains like to give us logical, reasonable solutions to what we think we see and what we think we know. Our brains like to fill in the blanks for us. 
Our brains are always trying to take very good care of us. But natural thinking is always self-centered and not Christ-centered. But our brains love to help us. Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded, naturally minded, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. When we're completely in the dark about something, and if we don't know why something is the way it is, or why somebody does the things they do, our brains will help us and give us a solution. This is why they did that. And just like me and my internet picture, not even close. <laughs> but our brains do very much like to help us. Unfortunately, our brains don't know everything. Only God knows everything. Yes, that's why he's the only reliable source of truth. Recently, I read a story that appeared in the Journal of Psychological Science. Good reading, right? No. I just found this article there, that's all. <laughs> the author tells the story of this experiment they did. They wanted to see if people had night vision. Perhaps there are some people who can see in complete darkness. Even though our eyes are designed as light receptors, they thought maybe they could figure this out. So they had 129 people and they gave them blindfolds that completely blocked out every bit of light. And they told them, hold your hand in front of your eyes and wave it and see if you can see something. 50 to 75% of the people said, oh yeah, I can see shadows. I can see the shadows of my hand. And they're like, oh, night vision. We've got people with miraculous night vision. They continued with their experiment. They had other people in the room wave their hand in front of the subject's face. Guess what? No one saw a shadow. No one actually had night vision. But the people, the subjects, swore that they saw shadows. Why? Because our brain likes to fill in the blanks. <laughs> they had sensors on these people's eyes. What's interesting was that when the people moved their hand in front of their face, their eyes had smooth eye movements, which only happens in the presence of light. When your eyes are in the dark, they're very jerky because they're looking for what they're designed for, light. But what they found out was when they had somebody other than the subject wave their hand, all the eye movements were jerky. Their brain said, you're moving your hand in front of your face. This is what you're supposed to see. So their brain told them what they were seeing. It filled in the blanks. You can't trust your brain. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Can't trust your brain. <laughs> so the truth was, none of them could actually see in the dark. And so this was their declaration about what actually happened. They said, in reality, what was happening was that the participants' brains were fooling the eyes into thinking they could see, filling in the visuals based on past experience and memory. This is exactly how our brain works. It fills in the blank, no matter how ridiculous it may be. <laughs> But with us, when we hear and take in information, whether it's misinformation or uh, misunderstanding, if we don't understand something, we have a blank. And our brain says, I can fill that in. <laughs> Let's take something from what happened to us when we were a little kid. 
we know exactly what this is. And you get more darkness. And darkness always brings forth pain, and fear, and anxiety. The truth is, Jesus is the only light that enables us to see and receive what is actually true. When Jesus turns on the light, he always reveals the truth. And the truth always dispels and displaces darkness and lies that we already believe in our heart. Now, when I go into my house and I turn on the light, that light enables me to see physically. But how do I turn on the light on the inside of me? How do I get my spiritual eyes to see the truth for what it is? Well, oddly enough, the switch to turn on my internal light are my ears. <laughs> my ears are the switch to turn in the light. Hearing God turns on our internal light so that we can see the truth for what it is. The truth is we cannot see or understand truth comes from God apart from God. <laughs> you have to have God to see, otherwise you're in darkness. God is both the light and the truth. He is the one who enables our spiritual eyes to see by turning on the lamp that's already on the inside of us. When we hear Jesus speak into our thoughts, our spiritual eyes open. You could say that our spiritual eyes are voice activated. Remember the clapper? Clap on, clap off, sound activated. That's the way our spiritual eyes are. It's sound activated by Jesus. Our spiritual eyes react to sound, the sound of God's voice. So when God speaks to us, he reveals the truth to us, and it sets us free from the lies and deceptions that reside in the darkness of our minds and hearts. And yes, we all have untruths that we believe. That's why we are constantly to renew and renovate our minds. In Romans 12, 2, I have it here for in the Jubilee version. It says this, And be not conformed to this age, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your soul. Ye may experience what is that good and well-pleasing and perfect will of God. In Jewish thinking, the mind includes mind, will, and emotions. We equate that to our complete soul. Okay, But it says, if you want your soul to experience the truth, it has to come from the Word of God. And the Word of God enables us to experience His good and well-pleasing and perfect will. Everything our soul experiences has to do with what we believe in our heart and not in our head. Joseph Prince says it all the time, right believing leads to right living. And it absolutely does. Wrong Believing <laughs> leads to wrong living. <laughs> we don't really talk about that much. What we believe is everything to what we experience in our life. If we are, have wrong believing, it leads to wrong decisions. It leads to painful circumstances. When we believe untruths, we don't experience and that's what we're looking for, right? We're looking for the experience of the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. But with wrong believing, that is always out of reach. Instead, we experience painful emotions. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Is that true? You would tell me, yes, I absolutely believe that is true. I know right up here, I got the scripture right here, it's absolutely true. But if I believe in my heart, that that is true. Then I will experience the good, well-pleasing, perfect will of God. If I know it up here, but I don't know it in my heart, I'm going to be anxious about my finances. 
You see, we can walk double-minded. I can know the truth in my head <laughs> and not experience it in my life. But once it goes from my head to my heart, faith comes and we start experiencing what we already know is the truth. Even when we know the truth in our head, so often our heart screams something entirely different. Our emotions reveal what we really believe in our heart. And we cannot change what our heart believes. See, that's the tricky part. <laughs> we can change believing in our head, but we cannot actually change what we believe in our heart. We can only be available for God to turn on the light. <laughs> when he turns on the light and we hear him in our consciousness, the light comes on. And then we have true faith. Our hearts, though, are in constant need of renovation. <laughs> but that's what renewing the mind means. It means to remove all the old, yucky, dark, and worldly human thinking and replace it with the truth. The only problem is we can't do it by self-effort. The renewing of our minds is a work of God's amazing grace. It's the spoken word of Jesus that removes the lives we believe. It's not through lots of memorizing or lots of reading, although those are very good and helpful. God cannot bring to your remembrance something you've never heard. <laughs> God will speak to you from his word all the time. He loves to do that. That's the most reliable way of hearing God. God can use everything that we put in as far as the word is concerned. But the written word of God is insufficient without the spirit of God. There are lots of people who have the written word of God. They use it as a textbook. They teach from it. There are even ministers who teach from the Word of God, but yet they do not have the light on the inside. They have knowledge. Darkness only leaves because of the presence of both light and truth. And it's only when we receive the truth from Jesus by the Holy Spirit that peace and calm pervade our heart and life. When Jesus speaks, light floods our understanding and peace fills our heart. It's Jesus' voice that casts out the doubt and the fear and the unbelief, all of which are based in believing something that's not true. Stuff like, God's mad at me. I'm not important. My sin is too bad for me to be forgiven. I'll never be happy. It'll always be this way. I'm cursed with a curse because I didn't tithe. <laughs> There's all kinds of lies that are stuck inside of us. And it takes the spoken word of God in conjunction with the written word of God to get that stuff out so that we can experience the good and perfect and pleasing will of God. We need Jesus to turn on our lamp and reveal his truth to us and set us free from the torment of the darkness and the lies. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, David sings a song of deliverance. And it says this, verse 29. For you, O Yahweh, are my lamp, and Yahweh lightens my darkness. God alone is the bearer of the light. He is the lamp, and he is also that from which the light enables us to see the truth. This is revelation, and it only comes from God, not from our understanding in our head. <laughs> it comes from Christ alone. In uh, Psalms 119, verse 105, it says essentially the same thing. It says this, Thy word is a lamp that which holds light unto my feet, and the light which comes from the lamp is unto my path. 
This says that the word of God, which is Jesus, is the bearer and holder of light. And it's his word that gives us light and truth. What's interesting about this scripture is that the Hebrew word here for word is the word debar, and it carries the idea of the spoken word. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm. It has all different words pertaining to God's commandments, God's precepts, his testimonies, his written word. But this word is for the spoken word, not just the written word. The spoken word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. (laughs) This is one of my favorite scriptures because faith doesn't just come from hearing the word of God preached, which is the context of that scripture. It's all about preaching the the good news of Jesus Christ. (laughs) But it's not just the good news about Christ. It's the good news through Christ. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it's actually the word through. It's through the word of Christ, not about the word of Christ. It's about Christ speaking. And the word there is rhema again. It's not referring to a written scripture. It's referring to the personal relationship. When you hear the word of God preached, something in you turns on the light (laughs) and you can receive the truth. And the truth always sets us free. When I first started hearing about the fuller revelation of grace, I didn't believe it in its fullness. It took Jesus through the Holy Spirit continually revealing his truth to me. I would get it, and then it would, there would be days when you're like, where is that grace? I can't, it's slippery. <laughs> it would feel like I couldn't keep hold on it. And then the darkness or the lies in my heart would try to steal away the truth from me. But over and over again, I would say, tell me again, Jesus. Tell me again. I had been so indoctrinated against the truth and fullness of God's grace that it was slippery sometimes. And it has taken not my study, but the Holy Spirit in the midst of my study. You see, I can do the work, but it takes Christ to turn on the light. I can only see the truth for what it is when Christ reveals it to me. When we've been indoctrinated in a certain way, whether from home, school, or church, it takes the power of the voice of Jesus Christ to uproot the lies, the misunderstandings, and the misinterpretations out of our hearts. When we hear Jesus speak to us, our internal spiritual eyes are opened and we can receive the truth that sets us free. The more we receive his view and opinion of us, the more free we become. Psalms 112 verse 4 says this, Unto the upright there ariseth the light in the darkness. He is gracious and merciful and righteous. It is the light of God's word and the voice of Jesus Christ which makes us to be gracious, merciful, and righteous. Jesus is the light that causes us to be able to see the truth for what it is. In Acts chapter 28, we can see the results of this process by recognizing we have faulty information in our hearts and turning to Jesus. Acts 28 verse 27 says this, This people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn or be converted, and I would heal them. This is actually pertaining to the Jews. 
But I liked it because it reveals the process of conversion, of darkness into light. The first thing he says is, their heart has grown dull. We have dull stuff in there. <laughs> they got wrong information in there. And with their ears, he, I like it that he does that first. With their ears, they can barely hear. He turns on the light. Their eyes, they closed. Sometimes when people hear the truth, they don't like it. They don't want the truth. They like the darkness, so they close their eyes. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and be converted. And then it says, and then I would heal them. I thought for sure that had to be sozo. Because he's talking about conversion, right? Nope. It's the word for physical healing. I thought, hmm... How very interesting. You see, our heart values what we experience. What happens when Jesus talks to us? What happens when the light goes out? We have an experience. And for whatever reason, our heart values what we experience above what we know in our head. So, if my body is screaming at me all day, what is my experience? My experience says, you're not healed. Your head goes, yes, I am. <laughs> Your heart goes, no, you're not. <laughs> and we're double-minded. And a double-minded man will receive what from God? Nothing. This might be useful information. <laughs> if I'm not experiencing God's good and perfect and pleasing will for my life, perhaps my head knows one thing and my heart thinks something different. Very possible. The problem being, we can't change our heart. Only the voice of God does that. But when we come to him, you see the light is already inside. Jesus is there and all he has to do is speak and light can flood and change the darkness that's in our heart. That easy, that quickly, that miraculously. There are two things in the last almost 40 years that have made major impacts on my life. One is the deeper and fuller revelation, the message of grace. And the second is something called the Transformation Prayer Ministry by Dr. Ed Smith, previously known as Theophosic Prayer Ministry. Both of these things have brought immense healing and wholeness into my life. And that's because they both addressed the faulty information, misinformation and the misinterpretations in my heart. I am not controlled by the fear and anxiety and insecurities I once had. I'm not done, but I've come a long way, baby. <laughs> you see, the message of grace has revealed to me my true identity. Most of what we deal with from insecurity and fear and anxiety is stuff we learned when we were little kids. I grew up poor. <laughs> I grew up poor. I was extremely shy, painfully shy. My whole life was nothing but fear. Everything in my life was fear. But grace, see, grace says your father holds you in his hand. Grace says I love you with an everlasting love. Grace says I love you just the way you are. You see, that changes you. 
you start to throw off the chains of I'm not good enough, I can't do, and I can't be, and it'll never change because the grace of God has turned the light on in your heart and you begin to see yourself the way he sees you. That is why we are always shoving righteousness down your throat. <laughs> because we know if you don't know that you're righteous, then you are not free. That misinformation and that misinterpretation will have you in chains and in bondage and in darkness. It is the grace of God and the truth of that grace that sets us free. Grace also reveals the true identity of my father. You see, I have a good daddy at home. My dad was a good dad, but he was gone a lot. Because of anything he did, he was, that was his job. He was in the Navy. He had to go and protect America. <laughs> but you see, little girls don't really understand that. All they know is daddy's not always there. And that misinterpretation translates into my relationship with my father and says, is he always there? What if he's mad? My dad was a disciplinarian. Tight ship. <laughs> Sore buns. <laughs> and unknowingly, that stuff gets in your heart and you think, Daddy's mad. But the message of grace turned on the light again and again and again and again. And that darkness is no longer there. I am free from that stuff. The other thing that made a tremendous difference in my life was something called transformation prayer. It addresses the lies and deceptions that I received as a child and subconsciously carried into my adult life. Most of our current emotional pain is actually caused by the two misses, the misinterpretation and the misinformation from our childhood. You can learn the simple process, prayer process online, and let the light and the truth of Jesus speak and set you free. This ministry came out, oh, 20 years ago or so. They have updated it. In fact, I was, for the past couple of years, looking for the new update. You see, I have it on VHS. <laughs> so I've been waiting for it to come out on DVD so we could have uh, a seminar here. I learned this process 20 years ago. It does the exact same thing Grace does because it is the light of Jesus talking to you that sets you free. And if you know how to do the process, it's just hearing Jesus speak. That's all it is. But what he figured out, this doctor, he worked with survivors of sexual abuse. And he did what most psychologists do. He has you go through and relive it, relive it, until you're desensitized. But he found out people were better, but they weren't free. He just also happened to be a Baptist minister. <laughs> and he's like, Jesus, this ain't good enough. Your word says we can walk in freedom. You've got to show me how. Jesus showed him that the light inside of us is turned on by the voice of God. And he took women who were going to be in therapy all of their life. Within six months, they were all out. And they were all free. That's miraculous. That's the voice of Jesus. And that's the power the voice of Jesus has in your life. There's uh, someone in my life that I associate with that does things that frustrates the living daylights out of me. <laughs> and so being the Christian that I am, when I get like that, it's like, 
stop it right now. Take authority over you. You knock it off right now. <laughs> I start having all the logical reasons why they do what they do. I'm going to be gracious. You've got a lot on your plate. Blah, 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 blah. Still want to strangle them, but. <laughs> now, the truth is, our logic says that person is causing me discontent. And what we do is we go to Jesus and we get a word. Jesus gives us a word and the discontent goes away. But then you still have to deal with that person. And guess what? They do things that make you want to strangle them. <laughs> okay, how do we get that to stop? This is what Dr. Ed Smith figured out with Jesus. Figured out, it's really the wrong. This is what Jesus showed him. If you go back to where it started, see, the problem isn't that you don't know the truth. The problem is your heart says something different. Your heart misinterpreted a situation or somebody gave it wrong information. And we live out of our heart whether we want to or not. We don't live out of our head. We live out of our heart. And so I hadn't done most of this transformation period in a long time because Jesus took me on a trip <laughs> for like six months. Every week I was doing transformation prayer ministry and I thought, am I ever going to be done? How messed up am I? <laughs> I was pretty messed up. What was interesting is Dr. Ed had the same exact experience. When God showed him how to do this, he went on this journey for six months where every week he was losing another chain. He was getting rid of more darkness. The misses had to go. <laughs> the misinformation and the misinterpretation that were keeping him in the dark left because Jesus, the light of his voice and his truth, turned on the light and the darkness had to leave. So... They've updated it. It's new and improved. It's much easier. I saw him on YouTube and he had a, a bag of Legos. He said, this is what I used to give people. And said, here are the instructions, put it together. And he held up a new baggie. He said, and it's a perfectly Lego car, all put together. He says, this is now what I give people. It's a whole lot easier. Because a lot of people were doing it wrong. <laughs> quite honestly. So he wants people to do it right because he knows the miraculous power of hearing the voice of God. So I thought, you know what? I know how to do this. <laughs> I did it 20 years ago and I helped a lot of people with it. I just didn't want to do it on myself way back then. God has a way of convincing us. <laughs> and so I decided to do it. So I said, okay, Lord, this is the frustration I feel. And what you do is you concentrate on how it feels. You see, your heart believes it. Your heart feels whatever you believe. Always. That's why it's so important to believe you're the righteousness of God. Your heart feels what you believe is true. Even if it isn't true. And so I concentrated on the feeling. And the way God designed our brain, it has associations. You see, as a little kid, when you have a blank, your brain fills in the blank. And that was my problem. Okay, Lord, where is this coming from? Where did this start? This, I want to strangle this person. <laughs> and just like that, I remembered when I was second or third grade in a classroom, and uh, we're watching some slide, and it was, it was English. No, I didn't like English back then. <laughs> I was scared to death they were going to call on me. <laughs> and... 
what you do is you, you verbalize. What does this feel like? What I verbalized was, I feel like I don't have what I need. I don't have the information I need. I don't have the knowledge I need. I don't have what I need. That's how it feels. That feels like it's the truth. I said, okay, Jesus, show me the truth. What I saw was Jesus step in front of this, uh, the old slide things, what do you call those, projectors. He turned off the light. And he says, I never expose your weaknesses. He says, with me, you always have what you need. And just like that, the desire to strangle somebody left. <laughs> because, see, that's what, how I was feeling with this person. They weren't giving me what I needed. I thought, I don't have everything I need, and you're supposed to be giving me this information, blah, blah, blah. So that little girl back there said, when I don't feel like I have what I need, I'm going to be in fear, and I'm going to feel like I, I'm... That was the other one. I'm afraid I'm going to look stupid because I don't have what I need. You see, Jesus, all he has to do is tell you the truth. Turns on that light, and the darkness has to leave. Period. We do this process as Christians all the time. We come into a crisis or a situation, we're upset, we take it to Jesus. He gives us a word, peace and calm. That's what he wants for us, to live in peace and calm and wholeness all the time. That's what he wants for us. So I would just want you to know where you can get this information. It has been updated and it's easy and it's all about Jesus. It's available at transformationprayer.org. Years ago it was like a, an 8 to 12 hour seminar. Now I think it's about half that. But it's all online and it's all free. You no longer have to pay for it either. <laughs> Hearing the word of Christ is the key to growing into more and more truth and more and more freedom. We will always need to continually renovate our minds so that our souls may experience what is that good, well-pleasing, and perfect will of God. It is time to let the light of Christ arise in the midst of our darkness. Amen? Father God, we thank you for your word, for your written word, and for your spoken word. We thank you that you are the light and you are the truth and we can trust you. We can trust you with all the things we know about ourselves and all the things we don't know about ourselves. You are the one that knows everything. We need you to fill in the blanks with the truth. The truth of who you are, the truth of who you've made us to be, and the truth that you want us to walk in. You want us to experience all that you have bought and paid for. You want us to walk in the light as you were in the light. You want us to take the truth as you are, so are we in this world, and walk that out in reality. It's not just supposed to be true in our spirit. It's supposed to be true in our bodies as well. It's supposed to be true in our heart and in our emotions, that we are supposed to walk in the peace and the truth and the calm that you have brought, the victory that you have bought and paid for. Father God, I ask that you would help all of us to make time to let you turn on the light, to let you turn on the light inside of us and show us what we need to see to show us the truth for our situations so that we can walk free and that we can shine this light and this truth of Jesus Christ all over the world. We thank you, Father God, that your face is toward us and that that's the truth that no matter what dark season we sometimes walk through, it is the light of Christ in us that gets us through that darkness. We don't have to be blind. 
we can see the glory of Jesus Christ in every situation. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.